Welcome everyone back to Anime Secrets Bizarre Adventure, I guess is what we're calling this now. If you ah, want to. Ah, we, we need a new name. Oh, we are back from our little siesta and uh, we are doing the double header today, going over episodes 10 and 11 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. Joining me tonight is the Anthony Davis and the Connor Healy. Yo. Howdy, howdy. What's good, folks? Nothing much. All right. So episode nine, we started kind of the new arc. Uh, they retrieved the money, and they got their first assignment from the boss, protecting the daughter. These these two episodes, we actually got introduced to the antagonist, or, yeah, the antagonist that they'll be actually fighting on, which looks to be like it's going to be a little, little longer than the last two guys we had. Uh, so let's start with episode 10. What do you guys think about the Hitman team? I like them. Yeah, I'd been hearing about the Hitman team quite a bit. I really like the uh, the character designs. The character designs, I think, are some of the strongest. Um, you know, there Rocky always has really good villain designs, and a lot of times they're they kind of fit the personality. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'd see guys like Alessi in, in 3, and they're just short, ugly weirdos. Like, if someone's a real creep, they're like a short little goblin dude. Or if someone's super dangerous, they're like this lean, you know, vampiric. I know that's a pun, you know, Dio and Vanilla yeah. and all that stuff. But no, like, you know, you, you get a feel for the personality of that antagonist. And this... This one's interesting because we haven't quite, you know, the the that curly-haired one with the glasses. I really like him. Oh yeah, or them, whatever their name is, I like them. And they're they have pretty interesting motivations. Like, you know, here. So we went, and in the previous thing, there was already a hint. There's people out for the boss. Giorno this whole time is thinking, oh no, they're already on to me. Shoot, what do I do? But now we have this Hitman team, so maybe they're the ones they were talking about. I don't quite know yet. No, it's going on on their designs. Yeah, they uh, they got quite an interesting look to them, for sure, and... You know, their motives, like, they were out to get the boss even before they found out he had a daughter. Like, yeah. they were trying to get their cut. They are trying to, you know, move up because, hey, in the mafia, you you want to make the most money that you can. And if you got to kill a few people along the way, hey, you got to do you. And so these guys were all about that. But in order to do that, they had to find out who the boss was. And even, like, one small hint of them trying to figure it out, the boss was just like, got two of them to send the message out. Like, oh, yeah, no, that super couple quick. there. Super quick. Uh, yeah. Sorbet oh, gelato. No. Ice cream reference. <laughs> Needless to say, I guess you could say they got their just desserts. Oh! <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get iced. Oof. You know, they already, they already split. Uh, I mean, the boss certainly knew how to break the ice with this dude. That's for sure. Yeah, you have no, no idea. <laughs> yeah, we better uh, we better cut it on these uh, on these puns and get back to the review. Oh, 
Yeah, oh, we need to put it back together. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh, Riz is. You want to choke? Riz is not going to make it through editing this at all. <laughs> you wouldn't want to choke on your aspirations. Yeah, no. Uh, so we see we going on to that though. We see the utter brutality of the mafia. Yeah, that scene definitely so, took my breath away. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. And then, um, so now they're not just now they're personally out for the boss so we have some extremely motivated and apparently deadly people and you know deadly really interesting watching uh formaggio do his thing because man is he cocky and he's very good at using his stands right really seeing people using their stands like weapons and not just think you know, earlier in, in JoJo's, you see a lot of people thinking on the fly and like, oh, wait, I can do this. I can do that. Right. Well, right and now this... we're seeing people who are really well trained with their stands, who use their stands to make a living. They yeah. Use them as tools in a gang. Exactly. And they're, they're actually really considering what the other person's stand can do and trying to figure out as much as they can. Yeah. It, and I'm glad you brought that point up because especially in parts uh, four – it's I just discovered my stand power. This is how I use it. Like that's how most of the fights felt. There really wasn't anyone who had used their stand for an extended period of time, save for Jotaro and uh Kira. Like those are the only two who had more than just like a couple of weeks' experience with their stands. Whereas in this one, to get into uh Pulpo's version of the game, you have to get a stand. Like, that is your initiation. And so these guys, who've been initiated for a while, have had plenty of time for their stand, how to use them, how to, you know, expertly kill people with them. Just like Bamagio getting the car shrunken down, throwing it in the drink, and, oh, man, that. And making the guy explode from the inside, and then to top it all off, his date also gets crushed by the by the, by the car as well. Yeah, that man. was, oh, my goodness. Like, I knew we were probably going to get a little bit more brutal this season sp- because we were dealing with Mafia, but, you know, oh, I, I still get a feeling we're just, this is still the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how brutal these guys can get. Oh, and what, here's the kicker, guys. This was an anime-only scene. This was not in the manga at all. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> David Pro, my hat's off to you. Yeah. Oh, and the part about like how um, like Torbay and uh, and Gelato got they got they got meet there in. You knew what happened with um, one like one of them like you know getting chopped up and whatnot. But they actually did animate the scenes with him getting chopped up like in person and seeing uh, like the other guy just choking on his own on his own gag and like on his own throw up and uh, and dying right there and there. That was also animated as well. That was not in the manga either. They talked about it, but they never actually showed me what happened. It's, you know, it's really kind of interesting. I was talking to my friend about kind of what you gain out of uh, when you convert something to an anime. And it's like when you go to the visual and you get the, the audio visual thing right there when you're watching it, like you can really have something have a whole ton of impact because it's like, yeah you'll see something nasty yeah. and then you turn the page and usually 
you know, they don't devote so many pages to whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, that takes, it takes what, like a couple seconds. We read so much, we read and we take in a still image so much faster than we watch something because we have to process it while we're watching it. So like, watching a particularly gruesome or crazy sequence that wasn't there before. Like when you're reading it, you're just like, Oh man, I can only imagine how that must've looked. And now in the anime, they're like, Oh, you want to see how it looked? Here you go. Bam. And it's, you know, Jojo's is a pretty good medium for that. And I'm liking, I like how bold, see, I did not know that so much was being added in. So I like how bold David Crow is getting and that it sounds like they're really gonna they're was, really going to go all out and what's, what's so fascinating about this is that like the people that actually killed the two uh hitmen they might actually appear later on the shit in the series really? that's amazing yes and that was like i said this was this was completely anime only you did not get this in the manga. So that was just mind blowing to me. Cause I, as soon as I saw the silhouettes, I was like, I know who those two people are. I know who they are. They will appear. Nice. So, but it was nice getting a backdrop on kind of the general villains that will be fighting instead of like one of them coming up and then potentially taking screen time away from the heroes. It's like, we get it all at once. We know what's going on. And then we actually get to the sand battle afterwards. Like it was a long beginning talking about the uh, Hitman squad. I don't know. And so we get to uh, the actual fight, which uh, with Norantia slowly growing, shrinking, and not noticing. And what do you guys think about the first part of the fight? It felt more or less like, like I felt like. Um, Naranti was kind of like on the offensive, while as Fromaggio was on defense. But then after like the battle kept continuing onward, it felt like Fromaggio was actually like on the offense, and then uh, Naranti was on defense. So it's like a back and forth. It was just like a one-sided fight. It was like they either one could have won throughout the entire yeah. fight. And well, I like those I mean, kind of fights. Yeah, well, because Naranja's stand is great for a whole ton of stuff. I mean, that the carbon dioxide yeah, tracker that. is, I mean, that's just OP. Like, man, that's that's nuts. Right. So And so, like, mainly it's offense, but he can also scout with it. He has, you know, he has a certain amount of skills he can use. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you look at... So the earlier uh, fights from Jojo's? Uh, yeah, and and you look, but you look at a guy like Formaggio, and he's all about, well, I make myself small, and I make other things small, but mostly he's me- he's dealing with his own size mm-hmm. and putting himself in situations because he's like, okay, I know I can injure myself, and I know I can grow, and I know I can like staunch bleeding and heal and stuff like that. But he also has to deal with the time limits of his own stand, apparently, because Narancia does eventually get larger because mm-hmm. it, we- it wears off, doesn't it, after a certain amount of time? Or I mm-hmm. I didn't quite catch how that worked, but I believe it was it works for it. The effects last for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I th- think 
In terms of the uh, shrinking or growing? Yeah. Uh, it's at his own will. Yeah. So he he's the one that decides, or until like kind of he can't hold it together anymore. Like it from what I saw, it's when he decides it to grow it big, it'll go back big. Mm-hmm. Or until his stand is like too injured enough to be able to do anything, or himself too injured enough to kind of keep hold focus, whatever little he needs. Yeah. Right? As we saw in like later on in the second in, like in the, the next episode, episode. Yeah. or yeah. especially at the end of this one where he was riding the rats towards the end because mm-hmm. Narancia was just blindly shooting, and then when it got a lock on him, he just grew big to kind of counteract uh Aerosmith from shooting him or doing any more damage because at that yeah. point Aerosmith was not even shooting BB pellets at him anymore. Yeah, basically, yeah. It was it was the, the strikes wasn't strong enough to actually kill him. It was just enough to kind of graze him a little bit on, in the head, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, like it was a nice clash and of stance. And uh, again, like the season is done, a change of pace from just the uh aura aura fights we are so used to in stand fights. It's more strategy, more more different styles of actually fighting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you do get to see the people's personalities really come forth and how they fight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool that, you know, as, as, as much as we see Naranja as this scrappy, you know, punk who wants to, who will kick your ass and he's really bullheaded and violent and and you know, uh, a hothead, a fighter. Uh, he knows he he knows when to <clears throat> pull it back and put things together, and uh, and and strategize. And he ends up doing that. Oh yeah. Whereas with Formaggio, we've got a dude who's, you know, his thing was he never stopped moving. Nope. Um. And I think it's cool that so much of the stand was basically so much of his stand's ability was him, you know, toy storying himself for lack yeah, of a bad word. Pretty just much. drinking down and, and running around and stuff. It's just the most people say it. I don't know. It's really reference. Inter- yeah, it's Those really people. interesting stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was uh, the first uh, episode. Uh, yeah, that was episode ten. We're doing uh, uh, kind of. We missed a week, but we're we're in a good spot because this was a two-parter. Yes, so we're kind of doing them both at once today. Yes, and so yeah. after Umagio throws himself back up to be big, we get the next episode, uh, which starts off right where this one got left off a little bit of a flashbacks or not really flashback but like recap and then we go into the fight again and yeah um what do you guys think about uh Narancia's past like man like it always like i always feel bad for like characters who have just like a, a crap luck when it comes to just them dealing with things in general like um like and you can also tell the naivety, like of of Narancia because like he's 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 he has a crap he had a crap life. His mom passed away, 
uh, his dad's not really like a good like like just not really there like to kind of be a good support for him um Mm -hmm. and the fact that he has to like rely on people who aren't really trustworthy and gets easily you know manipulated into being uh tricked and just they take people take advantage of that it's just it's just really messed up you know Yeah, I really, you know, I really like Narantia as a character. Um, And it explains a lot as to why he would be mad, as to why he pops off at people. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, don't underestimate me. You don't, you don't know how much of my life I spent trying to be good for someone else Mm -hmm. who didn't care for me. And like... You know, it's sad that, like, he has this falling out with his father like that. Yep. And, like, it was, I thought it was really kind of really touching when he had that moment, you know, where Bruno says, what, what the hell are, are you doing? Get out of here. Don't join a gang. You should go to school. He's, like, he's mad at him, but he's like, no, don't throw your life away getting involved in crime, kid. Because you can be something more than more this. And this. It's like, you could man. die. Yeah, you like, could... and it, it shows Bruno does care about people, and it's like, dude, if he's turning you away, he's doing it because he doesn't want to see you fall down the path he's yeah, on. It's and like it makes t- me wonder more about Bruno, mm-hmm. too, to see where he's been and to see where everyone else has been. And, like, I have some insider stuff on one of the other characters. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, right. Fugo, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say anything about that. Uh, oh, but, like, we- you're gonna it's 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 gonna be really good when you get yeah. to that. Um but like you know, it really does show show there's a lot of character going on with these people and that if they seem a certain way, it's because they've been through things and they have experiences. Yep. Like with uh Mista with his uh encounter with the sexual abusers and killing them mm-hmm. and then you have uh Giorno doing with you know stepdad and mom etc uh-huh and whatnot no it Hang was a a, oh. <laughs> uh it was interesting for me it's uh them cutting to Norantia's past uh and it seems like they're kind of doing a little bit of a fight and then cutting into uh, the past, unlike the past few uh, gang member episodes where they just started uh, with the uh, flashback and then moved forward. So it changed up the pace a little bit. And, you know, losing your mother uh, already puts a little damp. Like, will already make you feel shitty and getting betrayed by your best friend or your supposed best yeah. friend. Like, I, who. That's yeah. just rough. That would make someone feel kind of worthless. Oh, yeah. And so when, you know, he has that kind of, I'm indebted to this guy, uh, to Bruno, uh, for giving him the money for the eye surgery. It's, you know, I'll, you know, school's not for me. I want to help you as best as I can. Well, and plus, he probably knows, like, I've spent too much time on the street. You know, I've been involved in gangs too much. Like, I know I'd always... He probably knows, you know what? I'd probably always just fall back into this. I, I'd get tired of school. I'd just want to come back into this. 
Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I may as well live that life with a purpose mm-hmm. and fulfill my debt. And, you know, anyone who passes Polpo's test, you're in the gang. Like, at that point, there was nothing Bruno could do to stop him. Exactly. Uh, so we cut back to the uh, fight. And let me tell you, I I already don't like spiders as it is. They creep me out. Oh, my God, this episode. So when he threw him in the bottle with the giant spider, I just just kind of skin-crawling moment. It was like that spider from Kong Skull Island all so over again. much cringe. Just like, oh, get out of there, boy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll admit I was really hoping that that Aerosmith would get even tinier and fly into the bottle and he would just fly out on it. I kept wanting Narancia to get onto Aerosmith. And then yeah. I realized, wait, it's not that kind of stand. <laughs> no, they don't do that. No, no. I just think it'd be really funny to watch Narancia fly around on Little Bomber or Aerosmith. <laughs> I do. I I think the name Little Bomber is kind of cute. Little Bomber is actually pretty good. I would probably get a tattoo of Aerosmith and have it say Little Bomber. With the <laughs> have the Aerosmith kind of logo, but put Little Bomber instead. Yes, like on the side of it, like many planes have they like little writing on the bottom side of it. That'd be awesome. Yes, definitely. Oh, give me one second. I keep talking though. So yeah, um, it's it's interesting. You know, we see we see all of this stuff with Narancia and his backstory when he's in a huge bind. You know, he's getting stepped on. Uh, he's about to get, he's got, he's got a bit of a kaiju issue, I guess you could say. Um, and I'll tell you, I was at the edge of my seat right there. I was like, because again, I haven't read the manga. I'm like, oh no, how is he going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like his stand isn't really effective anymore because of how small he's gotten. Yeah. Dude is just just too big for him to fight at this point. And so I'm like, what what is he gonna do? Or what has he done to get out of this? Right. And, and then uh, he gets tossed in the bottle with a spider, mm-hmm. and we've got the you know we've got Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. And then you know, getting you know getting getting to the point where he's almost getting eaten. Like, it was a pretty tense episode. And then uh, he did the smart thing, or my strategy when playing a stealth game. Blow mm-hmm. everything up. Yep, aim for the cars. You know they can't That's what fight. I do in Fallout. If I know there's trouble out there, I aim for the cars. <laughs> Getting chased by a death claw? Blow everything up. Yeah! Mutants yeah. giving you trouble? Blow them all Blow up. up. Hear a ghoul moving around. Blow Set it. that parking lot on fire. Recreate Apocalypse Now and remind them what going kaboom can do to them. Yes. And so, whew, yeah. he lights up that car, blows it the heck up, uh, uh, breaks the bottle, he gets out. Brilliant thinking on my part, on, on his part, honestly, in my opinion. Oh, mm. yeah. 
it's like, you know, my bullets still aren't hurting this guy, but earlier I already hit the gas tank. You know, a little bit. You don't need that much to set off something that I guess yeah, all you that's have already to do open. Is get one spark to ignite the vapor of gasoline, and boom, goes dynamite. Yep, a big glorious kaboom. So he goes back big. Famagio goes back down to kind of try to hide from him because at this point he already has the information he needs because he got the map and. uh Narancia, now being the smart one, basically drew where he had to go back to. So he already, he kind of... Oh, yeah, he's 17 and probably doesn't know how to, he probably doesn't actually know how to drive. No, I mean, it was already established that he, uh, yeah. he he's not the brains of the operation. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, if you're Narancia, you're like, well, I can't let this map be out in the open. Might as well make it go up in flames. And if I'm taking out this uh, rival gang or gang member who is part of a group that's coming after my guys, you know, two birds, one stone at that point. And then uh, I really like what Narancia says is uh, he's like, well, since I can't track you down, I'm just going to set the whole street on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to light up this whole block and you will have nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was digging it. Uh, like my, like one of my buddies said, she, she really, really knew that I was going to love Aerosmith because it's the plane from the arcade classic Raiden. <laughs> it's a little red plane with huge bombs and infinite machine guns, mm-hmm. and it can see your breath, and, <laughs> you know, unless you're really good with your stand, if you're some average schmo, you're not going to be able to, you're not standing up to that. Mm-hmm. And it's in the hands of an angry little gremlin of a guy who doesn't take shit from anybody. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Sorry, I had to gush about Narancia. Oh, you did. I mean, no, no, it's it's... all you want. He's a good character so far. Uh, so, streets on fire, and we get that last shot of those two about to go one on one. And a glorious like backdrop, like the, the the flames just the flames just engulfing everything. It's like I love the color. I love the color palette swap too for that too. It was good. It was really good. And so basically it comes down to who can draw their stand quicker to finish this fight. And, you know, we know Noron, we know both of these guys have uh, had their stands for a while, but uh, man, Noron's just a little bit quicker and proves the old saying, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Well, I really liked how he had his arms out and he's like, I'm just going to have my stand skid along my back. Stop short. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what I think, uh, from Argio's biggest mistake was he's for, he forgot. Uh, it's a plane. <laughs> yeah. 
planes yeah. can fly and touch down and they can aim and they can move in ways that your stand can't. Nope. Like, you may be close, that's fine. It's still a bullet that be- that's being fired at you. Yeah. And unlike uh, Mista, uh, Narancia does not seem to have that limit of that limitation of ammo. Because goodness gracious, he went through a lot of he shot a lot of bullets. Yeah, and he showed no sign of uh, running out anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he Swiss cheesed the heck out of him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he uh, inglorious. Uh... You an inglorious B word on him. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, get to the end of the episode finally, and uh, you know they learned, hey, uh, these guys are going to be on to us now. Regardless, if we try to, even if they don't have the map, they'll be able to find us eventually. We need to move to a different safe house, and uh, we get to set up for the next episode because you know Bruno learned, huh? Probably not a good idea just to send one person out. Now, uh, so uh, we might we might finally be getting our uh, Fugo episode now. Oh yeah, definitely. I've heard a lot of people are pumped for that to happen. It's it's time to see what Purple Haze is all about. That and like the thing with uh, Naranti's backstory is Mm -hmm. like it's like a it's like a pebble compared to what Google went through. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, don't tease us too much, Anthony. Oh, no, no. I won't. But yeah, it, it's... But I, well, I'll, I'm just going to say this right now. Google did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll look at the episode and be like, wow, he actually was telling the truth. He, wasn't doing, he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, those are the two episodes up. Final thoughts on uh, the episode, battle, characters, animation. Anthony, we'll start with you. Uh, the episode itself was just, like, I like the fact that they actually give us backstory on the villains. Because we kind of got got that in the manga, but it was just like a, like a smaller panel. You, you have to, like, just re- skim through it, and that was it. But here, you actually get, like, real, like, just, you actually can see how they all look. And, and like, you know, they don't tease like, oh, this person is, is this person and we're going to hide them in the shadows and then we're going to show these people. No, they show the full entire team and they do a silhouette for two characters, but, you know, that's only because they're not part of, the, part of that team. They're, the, they're, the, they're like a completely different uh, team altogether. But they, but, you know, they, they, race, they do work for the boss, so it's like, you know. Just following orders. But yeah, like, I do like the fight between Lanazia and um, Formaggio. I love the, like, we're getting the backstory of these characters as their fights, as their fights continue, because it's like, it's really good storytelling, because they've done that in several series I've seen. I won't mention any here, but I'll just, but I'll just, you know, just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. But definitely a good episode. Oops, sorry. No, you're good. I was on Me next. 
you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, great fight. One of the best fights I've seen in JoJo so far. Uh, really liked that they chose the moment they did to pull Naranja's story out when he was in a serious bind. Uh, really digging the fact that David Pro is adding all of this stuff in. Uh, it's making me want to dig up and start reading to figure out what's different, or maybe just talk with some. I don't know because I don't want to spoil. I almost don't want to spoil myself, but like, I'm I'm really enjoying uh, watching the anime version of Five. Five is really pulling me in, and it's. I would say that Five is is probably going to be up there with Four as far as my favorites. Right. Uh, the character, it's the characters more than anything. Uh, for the anime, it was characters and like design, like storytelling and design and transitions and the art that they and like how they were setting all the episodes up. And now five is just blending that together and, and perfecting everything, and they're doing more. And it's making me really excited to see what David Pro. I'm always excited to see what they do. So, David Pro, keep up the good work. Definitely. Uh, but these two episodes, like, establishing the next group of villains that you're going to fight, like, very good. That way, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to waste time telling us what their motivation is in, like, each episode that a new person gets put in. We know what their main motivation is. They're out to get the boss. They want the cash. Uh, you know, great focus on Narancia. Like, the animation, especially in the second half, or in uh, episode 11 between... Uh, Fumagio and Narancia, like at the end, was beautiful, and honestly, like good set of episodes. I, you know, bring on the next uh, member of uh, Bruno's gang. Like, I want to learn more about them. You know, we've gotten four. Uh, we've gotten everyone except Fugo, so I uh, can't wait for it. But that's gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you all next time as we discuss episode 12. Uh, but until then, this has been Anime Secrets Bizarre Adventure. Say good night, everyone. Later. Good night, everyone.